Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Wednesday the 19th of July. Today I am joined by Ondine Wren, who is a competition winner. Hey there, Ondine, how are you doing today? Hi there, Peter, I'm good, and you? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, So which story did you go for today from Watson's Daily? Well, today I picked um, the story about Activision Blizzard and Microsoft deal. So as everyone knows, um, the deadline for the deal was uh, midnight last last night. um, Mm -hmm. And according to the original terms, uh, Microsoft would have had to pay a breakup fee of uh, $3 billion uh, Mm -hmm. to compensate Activision Blizzard for... um, this yeah and um however regardless of that uh, both parties are still very committed to the deal mm-hmm. and um i wanted today to take a wider view on this deal and more on um the regulatory involvement um in this the involvement of regulators regulators in yeah. this deal Fair so enough. as as we all know um the eu um competition authority gave uh, the green light for this deal and in the US and in the UK, UK the um, competition authorities um, vetoed or tried to block that deal. Now I think it was last week uh, or a few weeks ago uh, a judge in the US ruled in favor of uh, the deal going through which probably means that today uh, only the CMA is opposed to this deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to take an approach here more on the regulatory involvement and yeah. what that actually means for uh, businesses and the economy in general. Okay. And well, I believe here that regulators are trying to limit the freedoms of big tech, uh, control the power those big companies actually have, such as Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this comes from a sentiment of um, those industries have gone largely unregulated over the years and recently actually just uh, over the a few years ago uh big tech company we started to see the flaws in big tech companies with for example the facebook and cambridge analytica uh, scandal and how data mining was a bad thing in a way Mm. Mm. Um, then you have a lot of more example in the recent years where regulators have intervened uh, in deals. Um, so I believe that here regulators are basically trying to, uh, it could have been like, who is the bigger dog type of content. <laughs> right, okay. Right. Uh, and, but there's a common denominator, denominator among all of regulators here, which is to have some control over big tech. Because those mm. companies today have huge impacts on economies, societal norms, and honestly speaking, they could sway an entire economy today. Mm. Mm. Uh, with the resources they have and the scale they are at. Um, Now, um, I think regulators are trying to find ways to corner big tech companies because Mm. we're taking just the example of Microsoft. uh, In the recent recent news, uh, the EU competition actually is looking into uh, Microsoft's bundling uh, of teams within their office packs. Mm. So it's it's a bit of like they're trying to, 
to find something that will stick and that will give them a bit more power over those entities. Mm. And at a time where the AI advances are going really quickly. With the beginning of yeah. ChatGPT, I think today there's a lot of investment, a lot of money into AI, and there's mm. a lot of uh, room for errors here. And yeah. we all know that like the impact of uh, AI being developed unsafely could be very uh, dramatic for our society. Mm. So I think it's a time here today where regulators are taking a stand to say that, okay, we've let the free market be free for a long time and maybe they wanted to give those freedom for big entities to regulate themselves but over the years they've realized that those companies actually don't regulate themselves and maybe do not realize the actual impact they have mm. on society and for example a lot of people are saying that like social media is uh, one of the tools that are creating a lot of social inequalities Mm. Where they are used to create a lot of social inequalities and obviously it is difficult for companies and for anyone to regulate things like that and to understand or see in the future mm -hmm. of like what your invention or creation could have as an impact because probably the person that invented uh, facebook or those social media did not realize the impact that it, it would have today mm. i mean that's the thing though isn't it i reckon that they they start these things with the best of intentions and then it just gets, it, it kind of, you know, it becomes its own beast. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, the, um, uh, what's it, the, the, the social network. Have you, have you seen that film? Yeah. The social network. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you watch that and you listen to various things, I don't know whether Mark Zuckerberg was particularly doing, you know, made Facebook for the for the good of society, particularly, um, yeah. uh, because yeah, I mean, it did did start as a funny sort of network, but um, obviously, it grew into a, a huge beast um, yeah. of a thing, and it's just obviously taken a, a life of its own. Um, and I think you know that's probably what happens. I mean, initially, you know, Google, it was like, well, we can do a better start engine, uh, a, a search engine than. Um, than, than I think it was Yahoo. I think at the at the time it was Yahoo. I mean, it's really yeah. funny because Yahoo was so big, and um, but now I, I'm I'm sure I uh, if I asked a lot of your generation, I'm yeah. sure they'll be like, "What do you mean Yahoo? What's that?" Um, and so um, you know all those kinds of things, all these big um, big companies. You know, they start with one thing, and then I guess they just they just evolve and into something they are now. But I think that we're, I, you know, I feel like we're at crossroads. Um, and I think that we have learned, um, we've learned a lot of things about how not to do things, I think, especially yeah. with social media, you know, and I mean, I, I'm very much um, of, of the mind, you know, I, I think that the whole trolling and, and uh, you know, actually, you know, trolling on, on Twitter and, you know bullying and all that you know cyber bullying and stuff is a terrible thing that the that big tech have effectively allowed to happen and yeah. hiding behind the whole oh you know well we were just yeah they're hiding behind red legislation that came yeah. from 20 years ago you know and saying oh no we're, we're not responsible we can't see that but they should you know if they if it's their if it's it's if it's them that's that's um you know cre ultimately creating the platform that's doing the damage they definitely need to take more 
um, responsibility for what's actually on there. So, um, I mean, I know that the practicalities of that aren't very good, but um, at the end of the day, um, yeah, the practicalities aren't very good, but at least you're saving people's lives or, or, or at least not putting people's lives in danger, which, which I think is, you know, a, a major criticism um, of, of um, such social networks. Yeah, it's, I think, yeah, the practicalities of it are not easy, but at the same time, big tech companies actually have the resources to mm. invest and look into finding solutions. Mm. If today you actually ask anybody else to figure out the solution to cyberbullying, how to regulate misinformation on those platforms, nobody actually has the skill or the time or the, what is it called, the resources to mm regulate to find a solution for these things and at the end of the day social media is part of their revenue streams it's their cash cow in a way so at the same time it is your responsibility to to come up with something mm. and in my opinion i think uh, the regulators are approaching this and somewhat the wrong way where it's us mm. versus them type of uh dynamic here mm. it's the companies mm -hmm. versus the government and instead of seeing them as the enemy and blocking those deals i think the regulators should actually work with those companies to come up with um, solutions to mitigate the risk that those regulators are seeing because mm. In Activision Blizzard and Microsoft deal, both parties actually want the deal to go through. And they've done, they've actually like uh, understood what the problems were uh, in terms of competition and how they could impact competition and try to find solutions to mitigate those problems that regulators had. So mm -hmm. I think it's a question of like having a discussion and being a bit more face value in that sense and say, mm -hmm. oh, as regulators, we see um, these problems with competition. Mm. Now, you can offer a few solutions and it's a negotiation at the end of the day. It's finding mm. a solution, seeing if it could work on both sides and if both sides are happy about the arrangements. Mm. And in that case, that would mean instead of blocking a deal, you would be working with those companies to find a solution to mitigate the risk that you believe would be bad for consumers or mm. the different uh, stakeholders in the economy and come up with a compromise or something new to which would be which would make everybody happy in that sense mm. so basically you are suggesting collaboration rather than confrontation exactly yeah, yeah. there we go um oh, i was feeling quite clever there uh, just trying to, <laughs> trying to trying to uh, sum it up but yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it, really? Um, you know, there are different approaches. Yes, you could take the aggressive approach or you could try to work with them and try to come up with something that, that is mutually beneficial. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, they've gone down the um, more aggressive aggressive route. Yeah, confrontation route. So there we go. I mean, um, so, yeah, so this is, this is, uh, um, this is ongoing. Um, it feels to me like the... Um, the regulators, you know, the FTC, the um, the European Commission, the um, there's the, comp uh, the competition, CMA. and Marcus, yeah, CMA in the UK. Um, it is very, um, you know, they're trying to take a lot on. Now, I kind of think that they're going for some sort of approach whereby, you know, they 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 throw enough mud and some something's going to stick because 
they have not a particularly impressive performance thus far. Um, I think. I mean, there's been the odd, there's been the odd battle won, but they're not winning the war at the moment. So, um, so I think that uh, this is one. This has been an, this one in particular has been quite interesting because. Um, you know, it's been dragging on for so long. I mean, it's it's eighteen months now, and um, and we've seen how uh, you know how difficult it has been in terms of getting this thing going. But anyway, it does look like it's going to proceed. Um, the CMA yeah. has got to make it look like it's doing something and getting some kind of win out of it because. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, they're looking stupid, right? I mean, the FTC looks a bit stupid. The CMA looks quite stupid. And the the gamble, um, I well, it looks to me, like the gamble that the European Commission made in saying, actually, we think it's okay, um, yeah. actually paid off rather well because it makes it makes the EC, uh, the, I keep wanting to say ECB, but it keeps making the EC look look like geniuses uh, yeah. so so yeah i mean um as you say this is a you know the, the, well the, this is a dog you know which who's the bigger dog and in, in the in terms of the regulators as well so um so, yeah. yeah yeah it's, i fully agree <laughs> so there we go um okay so uh look so i think i'll, I'll go on to the next subjects um so this, I think I have mentioned this in passing, at least in passing before, but um, there is a, an interesting um, development here. So there is, um, so the Authors Guild um, in America, which is the sort of writer's industry kind of body. Um, so anyway, basically what it has done is it, it has um, written a letter on behalf of over 8,000 authors, uh, including some very high profile authors um asking big tech companies like microsoft meta platforms and alphabet not to use their work to train ai systems um unless they have permission or they've paid now this is interesting because if it goes the way of the writers this could really put the brakes on further rapid advancement by ai because they're just going to have to ask every time oh can we use this book can we use that book can we do this can we do that and or the and or it could be a deal with all the writer's books or all that publisher's books or, or it's so potentially complicated so um so from this point of view um you know i think it's good that the that the authors have done this this is a line in the sand. I would have thought at the very, very least, if they ever get any kind of compensation, it will be from the time that they've said um, we want to get paid. At the very least, it will have to be that. But generally speaking, um, I think that they, you know, when you consider apparently the average um, revenues or wage income of a writer is twenty two and a half thousand pounds or something like that? It's uh, not pounds, uh, dollars. Twenty two and a half thousand dollars. Now that's not much. Um, yeah. I think we'll all agree um, for for this. So actually, anything, any kind of payment, is certainly going to be better than what the current state uh, is. And I think, you know, 
it's interesting. I mean, I, 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 I think I'm going to have to use that, um, al- you know, analogy I, I used um, earlier when we spoke earlier. But it's a bit like, um, and I'm sorry about the examples that I use um, for everyone. But anyway, so it's a bit like um, Taylor Swift saying, I am inspired by artists like Elvis, right? To, I listened to um, Elvis's song, Blue Suede Shoes, the other day. Absolutely loved this, these three bars. I'm going to use that in my new, you know, massive hit. Um, because in the first statement, you're saying that you drew on the inspiration that someone gave you. So it's not only, it's kind of trying to mix the actual music itself with the emotions to try to make, you know, to, as, as, a, as a whole. Whereas, so the emotions that it provokes in you. Whereas the second example where Taylor Swift takes specifically Blue Suede Shoes, these three bars, then suddenly you becomes identifiable. So, so um, El, you know, Elvis's estate could potentially take Taylor Swift to court and say, look, you said that you use this. This is belongs to our estate. Therefore, please pay, uh, please pay us. Now, if we go back to this particular example, um, you know, you've got you've got these books which appear to be being scraped potentially off the internet from say pirate sites. And I, I mean, you know, as in copies and stuff like that, not, you know, seafaring um, people, um, you know, so these people are, they're doing, you know, they're, they're, they're scraping this information. And I think quite rightly, the, the authors are saying that this is not fair um, and we need to be compensated. Now, yeah. I mean, what, what do you think of that? I think okay. I think this the the analogy you made with the music industry is. Uh, I think in this case it could, the direction this um, problem could take would be something similar to, um, you know how Spotify works. Uh, yeah. How everybody publishes their music here, and then depending on the amount that's uh, been listened, to, the amount of times um, one thing has been listened to, there's yeah. some type of um, remuneration system there. Yeah. So I think because they're all part of a guild in that in the the um, the sorry in in the case here, hmm. that guild could maybe come up with something that's Spotify like, but would be more for uh, writers, so like books or small short stories, hmm. and lock that spot for him and say, okay, AI and developers, if you want to use those uh, books and uh, information, you you are able to, but then it would be like a count of downloads, if that makes sense. Mm, mm. So it would be, okay, so those information are being used that many times, so we would remunerate those writers X amount. Mm. Now, obviously, it's going to be something very difficult because of, um, as you said, like those pirate sites where there are those um, copies of the writer's scripts. And I think here would be somewhere where regulators should actually come into play. Mm. Now, how exactly? I'm not really sure. Mm. 
Mm. But I think it is somewhere that uh, this case could go towards mm. uh, finding a right balance in like giving material for AI to feed on mm. and also remunerating fairly uh, those writers. Yeah. And yeah. we mentioned this, I think, earlier. Um, there must be a way to understand uh, how AI comes up with an answer. So like which mm. databases or which information it picks from to produce an answer. Now, mm. I don't know the technicalities of AI, so but it would be a fair guess, I think, for something like this to be uh, findable or like mm. searchable. Yeah, I mean, you'd think, I mean, hopefully um, it wouldn't be a case of, uh, you know, it, it, it scrapes it and then it deletes the record. I mean, because then that would be rather pl problematic. But yeah. you would have thought somewhere there's going to be some kind of log as to what it actually used. And if you find that log, then it comes down to that second part, the example of the, our Taylor Swift Elvis example, yeah. that you can actually you can actually identify it, and therefore money, you know, money money can come through. Now yeah. the the thing is, is that I um. You know, I, I say this phrase every now and again. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but um, which is what all conspiracy theorists say, probably. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, I. So this. So, so I wonder, will the courts support what I think is right? I mean, it sounds it's pretty slam dunk. I mean, if you write. And then the the this AI uses that um, exact you know word for word, and then you know then uses it. Then you know it does make sense that um, you know they they should pay because it's you can prove it. Um, but at the same at the same time, um, you know if if the courts actually side come on, down on the side of the writers then that is really going to stop the growth of AI, the advancement of AI, because they're either going to have to consolidate and or find loads of money to pay out all this, this stuff, you know, to pay the compensation, if you, if you like. Um, I mean, there is, it is possible, you know, it is possible to do that. Um, but, at the, but, at this, but at the same time, um, it does, you know, is that a price that they're willing to pay? Because this kind it, it kind of reminds me of um, this is the conspiracy theorist a bit, but is that, you know, Tesla a few years ago, people, a number of people died um, in separate incidents whereby they used the autopilot function. It didn't work uh, particularly well for whatever reason. And the occupants of the, you know, the, the occupants of the cars died. Now it seems to me that that, kind of got swept under the carpet and i wonder you know and this could be some sort of netflix series or something in the future but wonder whether is there any pressure from powers above that say actually we realize that this is a problem however tesla is bigger than this it's a wider thing and we want it tesla to win therefore we're going to make all this other stuff kind of fade into the background now i wonder whether the same kind of thing might happen here because it may be that the powers above think well we want to keep at the forefront of ai and if this comes in we are going to be holding ourselves back 
And so therefore we will try and make it go away. So uh, however that may be. So anyway, um, yeah. What, what do yeah, you think? That's, a, that's a very interesting point, I, I think. And I think there is some... I don't... Uh, but I think at the same time, uh, you're right, court would, following that logic uh, would side with the AI developers. Mm. But I think at the same time, something else should be happening, uh, like a renovation, not sorry, that's the wrong word, uh, mm. a, rev- a, vis- a revision of IP laws to mm. offer better protection to um, those writers or any artist in general. Because I think those IP laws are very outdated in some ways. Mm. Um, and with the advent of AI and whether the content generated belongs to uh, the person who asked the questions or the company who owns the AI, lots of questions like this around IP laws um, are occurring at the moment. And I think mm-hmm. that's a sign for, um, lo- not lawyers, uh, a sign for uh, the people that make laws, mm. the way for that, yeah. uh, to actually get on to those things and mm. think about uh, how to regulate the AI space. Mm. No, absolutely. So there we go. I mean, um, we've, we've, we've got, you know, tech in there conspiracy theories um you know all that all that kind of all that kind of good stuff uh, but i think we'll have to stop it there but anyway look um thank you um very much on dean um it's been a very interesting to hear your uh insights uh so thank you very much for that thank um, you for having me no problem and thank you very much for listeners um for listening in um actually this week is a bit of a quiet week in terms of podcasts from um, from us because I've got loads of ba- lots of different things going on this week. Uh, not least that my youngest is is uh, you know it's, they're basically finishing uh, finishing term this week, so it's a bit all a bit up, upside down. But anyway, um, we will be back tomorrow. Um, thank you very much um, for uh, you know for listening, and we'll yeah we'll be back again. Many thanks. Bye. Bye.